Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying in other tongues for the next 15 minutes. First Timothy 2, from verse 1 says, I thought therefore the festivals, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be praying, recognizing our prayers, you know, declaring that the Lord of the harvest, who is the Holy Ghost, is pushing out laborers into his field, pushing out laborers into the field where he wins souls, souls of men, hallelujah, leaders, everyone that is in authority, hallelujah. Let's go ahead right now. Unmute yourself, please. And let us begin to speak in other tongues. Kato shalamandi kiri bahaya. Baro shakata la balakara balalo shikiri branti likridis. Ivizuto ulo balida kavasuka kavashata. Maro shikamata. Ivizinti ingeva sakata. Reki Oh, 
Ya 
Thank you. 
Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you, oh God. Yes, because the world is your harvest field. Lord, we thank you, oh God. Yes, because the Holy Spirit pushes us, forces us, hallelujah, labor us, because the hearts of the people are ready. Harvest to God into the seeds of the leaders of nations. Harvest into conglomerates. Harvest us into conglomerates. Harvest us into organizations. Harvest us. Kingdom men and women of God who will win souls for the kingdom unapologetically. Men and women who will win souls for the kingdom. With the expansionist 
agenda liga sante kede bonzuvrekidaha lupredika paradosa takamaya yes hallelujah harvest us everywhere by the power of the holy ghost they are embodied by your spirit of god likrusa katayala mandi libro koshakabaya lebo kosoto kobaya labor us everywhere labor us everywhere makasa takamaya for the work of the kingdom yes leaders hallelujah are being preached to makosonto kobondo kobloko positiki baya i'm brought in to the laborers of the kingdom yes hallelujah we are strengthened on every side as laborers of the kingdom of god Oh Lord, our confidence is in you. Our trust is in you. Hallelujah. For we know, oh God, yes, many more, many more laborers, many more harvesters, many more, God, con- committed to kingdom. Kingdom expansion in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. Because as where you have called us into, into kingdom expansion, into kingdom expansion. And through us, the kingdom is expanding. Hallelujah. And more and more laborers, as we win them, we build them, we send them by the power of the Holy Ghost into your harvest, O oh God. Into your harvest, O oh God. Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name, O God. Yes, hallelujah. The earth is filled with your goodness, hallelujah. We are partakers of that goodness and dispensers of that goodness. Oh, Bakasundikibaya. You are a faithful God, O God. You are a faithful God, an amazing Father. You never leave your children disadvantaged, hallelujah. Every time we go to win souls, O God, we are on the advantage, hallelujah, because grace hit upon grace is working for us. Grace hit upon grace by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, precious Father. We worship you, O God. We exalt your holy name, for you are God all by yourself. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. And welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotional. And yes, it's another time to inspire ourselves with the Word of God and hold ourselves accountable with the Word of God. Praise the Lord. I'm highly expectant of a miracle today. Outstanding miracles today. I hope you are too. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Over to you at this time. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, um, Pastor Deborah, for um, always having helping us have a great time, you know, interceding for the nations and for our leaders. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to um, Inspired by the Word Daily Devotion Time. And um, there was something the Spirit of God was talking to me about. It was more of a correction, you know, and I thought to share, um, you know, you can be having this time of devotion and actually be doing something else. And, you know, he was he was um, telling me something. It was um, a day or two ago, and he said, this one hour, you called it devotion time, devote the time to me. 
um, um, he said, he was saying that if it's devotion time, then give the time to the object of your devotion. And, you know, at that time, you can't be tempted to do other things because, you know, I'm just listening. Oh, I'm listening. He said, if you're reading the Bible, follow, open the Bible on your phone and be reading it. If they are reading the Rhapsody, open it on your phone and be following. He said, give the devotion time, the devotion that it deserves. And I believe that this word is also for somebody here. You know, it was not because I did anything wrong, but he was trying to help me emphasize the importance and the sacredness, you know, of the time. It's just one hour. And for a lot of us, you might also be in that space where you know that if not for this one hour, there are many things that you should be doing as a Christian that you have not been doing. So if you now say, oh, I'm dedicating one hour to ensure that I do these things, is saying devote it. If it is devotion time, then let it be devotion time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, today's devotional article, today's Friday, 19th of February, and the title of today's devotional article says, A Gift to the World. Our opening scripture is taken from Titus 1, verse 2 to 3, and it says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me, and of course you, according to the commandment of God our Savior. The devotion has been projected on the screen for you. If you do not have a copy, of course you should have a copy, but if you don't, please follow the devotion on the screen. How beautiful this is. Eternal life was a promise before the world began, which has now been fulfilled. God's plan was to make it available to men through the preaching of the gospel. It was a gift to the whole world. You might say, oh, I thought eternal life was a gift to Christians. No, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When a sinner believes in Jesus and confesses his lordship, he or she receives eternal life and becomes a Christian. Receiving that life brings you into oneness and sonship with God. Every one of us here has received the life and this is what it brought us into oneness and sonship with God. Jesus said in John 5 and verse 26, for as the father had life in himself, so hath he given to the son to have life in himself. John tells us in his epistle, which you'll find in 1 John 5 from verse 11 to 12, he said, and this is the record that God hath given unto, given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Eternal life is the present hour possession of the one who has Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
Yes, I have Jesus. Eternal life is my present uh, possession. Glory to God. This life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. For many, eternal life means the life that goes on and on forever. But that's only a part of it. Eternal life is the superior life and nature of God. If you miss anything, don't miss this line. Eternal life is the superior life and nature of God, the God life. It's the essence of divinity. This life is in you, makes you superior to Satan. And it supplanted your human life when you were born again. Glory to God. You see this last paragraph. This is all the knowledge you need to win in any situation. If you've been listening to the messages that we've been listening on a daily basis, the projected message a day, I think it was either part one or part two of um, being spiritually minded. And Pastor made a reference to a brother Franklin that was saying that um, David um, 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 dealt with Goliath because of his knowledge. And if you remember, especially for those of you who's been, who have been joining from, you know, the beginning of the devotion since we started in January, um, um, by the way, two days ago was actually a month and we didn't get to celebrate it. It's fine. So congratulations. We've done this for over a month already. If you remember, I did say that um, there are, they are, they are levels where um, you see, faith is is like the starting point for us, and it's also our lives, our lifestyle. We live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The Bible says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." But you see, there is a place where knowledge. Yes, Spirit of God, help me communicate this. You know, in, in, in First Peter, where he was telling us, he said, add to your faith virtue and to virtue. You know, he said, listen different things, talked about knowledge. There is a knowledge that you have. There is a knowing. You know, when you say, I know that I know that I know that there is a God in heaven. I know that I know that I know that there is a God that lives on the inside of me. It is this knowing that you know. See, it gives you a consciousness and that consciousness creates a supernatural atmosphere that repels evil. It creates a, an, an internal divine atmosphere that deals with any health condition. It is a knowledge that I received the life of God when I came to Christ. That life does not die. It is impossible that the doctors will say you have this condition and then you have three months to live or you have one month to live. Brother and sister, it's not a matter to go and put on the knee. In, in, you know, when they say, I now carried the doctor's report and now went um, um, to my room and then every night I will be crying to God. Even, even the angels are ashamed of you. Because they expected that you should know 
that there is a God on the inside of you. And as long as that God cannot die, you cannot die. It is just the consciousness of who you are that, that sometimes that's all you require. That's all you require. The knowing. See. You, you, you enter into a bank, right? And um, you have a bank account in that bank. You enter, if you like, you can actually greet the people there. And if you like, you don't have to greet them. You don't owe them. It's your money, right? We greet out of courts here because we were, we were well raised. So you enter the bank. Maybe you want to withdraw by a check or by um, whatever it is that you want to do, or you want to um, give them your ATM and then they give you um, um, cash back, however it is, or you want to move money. All you need to do is go in there, fill the documents that you need to fill, hand it over to the cashier, wherever you need to sign, sign, and that's all. You have not said anything, you have not spoken. And most of you will agree with me that sometimes even the cashier doesn't need to say a word. He probably just hands over the check the um, back to you and then he shows you a place that you haven't signed and, and then you, you sign. You guys have not exchanged words. But what happens? You move the money. What happens? You get the money, whatever it is that you came to the bank for. I'm trying to go somewhere. You have not spoken. When I used to say that there are three major things that the Christian requires. Number one is knowledge. The knowing of who you are, the knowing of what you have, the knowing of what you can do, and the knowing of what is not allowed to happen to you. I think this is one place that some people need to settle. Because enough of the, the stupid kind of nonsense stories sometimes that we hear. Brothers and sisters, a Christian is not supposed to be involved in an accident. Because God cannot be involved in an accident. It is, a, it is a beautiful testimony to say, oh, there was an accident and I made it. Oh, everybody died, but I didn't die. Mba, no, it should not happen. That's a lesser kind of life. That's a lesser kind of truth. The greater truth is that an accident cannot happen to God. And you are a God. Where did it happen? Where did it come from? The devil should be afraid to mess with you. It starts with the knowledge. When that knowledge becomes a consciousness, it creates a force field around you. It's, it's a, in the world, they call it the law of attraction. It is when what you think about who you are, about what you have, about what you can do, about your person and about your life becomes a magnetic force. So those thoughts translate into imaginations and your imagination is your creative ability. So it creates an atmosphere and a force field around you that dictates and attracts what happens to you. That is the consciousness. That is where I'm even talking. We have not talked about confession. That's the third realm. Because that's when you begin to drive the car. When you begin to say, I like this, I want it. I like this, I want it. So you just keep adding them to your life by your words. The future is now and the future is in our mouth. When we say we'll make money as dust, it's in your mouth. You say it, it's up to you. You don't say it, it's up to you. When we say that we'll make Solomon look poor, it's in our mouth. 
It's the future, and that future is now. Someday will come. You might just get a call from Google and say, guy, we, we, we just like you. I don't know why, but we want to give you our shares. We want to make you a shareholder in our company. You can just get a call from the prince of Dubai. Say, we want to do stuff with you. You don't need to ask, where did, where did, how did you find out about me? The angels will network you. What are you saying? What do you know? Even these devotion times are not enough. So you can't even afford to be distracted within the one hour. What are you studying every day? The messages, we've been listening to messages. How many of you can, can boast that you have been consistent? We did say listen to it three times a day. You think it's a joke? Life is spiritual. And we're listening to messages about being spiritually minded. You're talking to some people, they, they think that your own is too much. I'd rather that my own is too much than too less. Because too less never does, gets the job done. If you want to buy something, you walk into a, a shop and they tell you that it's $1,000. If you have $900, you cannot buy it. But if you have $5,000, you can buy five of it. Too much is better than too less. I refuse to be found wanting. I would rather be said to have overdone it and meet up to expectation than be less. Life is spiritual, brothers and sisters. Life is spiritual. Refuse to live an ordinary life. Refuse it with every fiber of your being. Don't think ordinary. Don't act ordinary. Don't, don't, don't be friends with ordinary people. We win souls. Yes, we network, we do business. But your core friends, the people you hang out with, what kind of conversations do you have? Are they converse, conversations of eternal verities? Are they conversations of this God life? Or you guys are talking about women and even money. Money, you know you can talk money in a carnal way. The way kingdom men and women talk money is not the same way ordinary men talk money. They talk about money as to the, the ordinary and, and, and the normal things they want to use money for. Most of us, we're on our knees sometimes, praying throughout the night for the things that we want to do for the kingdom. We're thinking of $1 billion, not because so that Forbes we list us as some of the richest people in the world. We don't need their qualification. We don't need their, 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 their verdicts. We don't need it. We're born rich. The world belongs to us. Forbes cannot tell me how rich I am. My wealth is unquantifiable and incalculable. I was blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly plates. Settle for the greater life. Settle for eternal life. That's what you got. It's the very life of God. That is what you have. Don't be ordinary. There must be something about your life that people say. They say, oh, since I met Amarak, my life has not been the same. That is a testimony of many people. Except you don't know me. You can't meet me and be ordinary. And even to myself, I refuse to be ordinary to myself. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy to take the further scriptures and the confession prayer in the Rhapsody. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. Good morning, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma, for the opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connecting from. I'll be taking the further study. I'm reading from... Romans 6, 22. 
But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruits unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Also reading from John 10, 26 to 28. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I say unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Finally, John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Hallelujah. I'm going to be taking, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to be taking the confession together. You don't have to unmute your mic. You just take it together while your mic is muted. Praise God. Eternal life is in my spirit. I'm not ordinary. The divine life courses through my being. I'm an associate of the God kind. Superior to Satan. Impregnable to, to sickness, disease, and infirmities. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Z for the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening depends on where you're connecting from. We're reading the New Testament and we've been going through the book of Mark. Today we come into, we're reading the message translation. We come into Mark chapter four. And uh, I love this, um, this read because it's, um, it's one of the major um, scriptures about the parable. And Jesus says, understanding this particular parable is a major understanding of the kingdom. So as we read through, um, let's put our minds into it. So the caption, the story of the scattered seed. Verse one says, he went back to teaching by the sea. A crowd built up to such a great size that he had to get into an offshore boat, using the boat as a pulpit. As the people pushed to the water edge, he taught by using many stories. He taught by using stories, many stories. Listen, what do you make of this? A farmer planted seed. As he scattered the seed, some of it fell on the road, and birds ate it. Some fell in the gravel. It sprouted quickly, but it didn't put down roots. So, so when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Some fell in the weeds. As it came up, it was strangled among the weeds, and nothing came of it. Some fell on good earth and came up with a flourish, producing a harvest exceeding his wildest dreams. Are you listening to this? Really listening? When they were off by themselves, those who were close to him, along with the 12, asked about the stories. He told them, you have been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works, but to those who can't see it yet, everything comes in stories, creating readiness, nudging them towards receptive insights. These are people whose eyes are open, but don't see a thing, whose ears are open, but don't understand a word, who avoid making 
and about face and getting forgiven. Who avoid making an about face and getting forgiven. He continued, do you see how this story works? All my story walk this way. The farmer plants the word. Some people are like the seed that falls on the hardened soil of the road. No sooner do they hear the word than Satan snatches away what has been planted in them. And some are like the seed that lands in the gravel. When they first hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm. But there is such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there is nothing to show for it. The seed cast in the weeds represent the one who hears the kingdom news but are overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. The stress strangles what they had and nothing comes of it. Very sad. But the seed planted in the good earth represent those who hear the word, embrace it and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. As we hear the words, we produce a harvest beyond our wildest dreams. May the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. And at this moment, I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us on the Old Testament Bible reading. Thank you very much, everybody. God bless you. Okay, I think I just observed that um, Brother John is not online. Um, he was supposed to take that particular chapter. Okay, I'll just quickly get on it and read. Um, we're reading um, Leviticus chapter 15. And um, it's just a chapter. So today's um, Old Testament reading is just a chapter. Um, and today he's talking about bodily discharges. God spoke to Moses and Aaron, speak to the people of Israel. Tell them when, tell them, a minute please. Okay. Tell them when a man has a discharge from his genitals, the discharge is unclean. Whether it comes from a seepage or an obstruction, he's unclean. He's unclean all the days his body has a seepage or an obstruction. Every bird on which he lies is ritually unclean. Everything on which he sits is unclean. If someone touches his bird or sits on anything he sat on, he, he's sat on or touches the man with the discharge, he has to wash his clothes and bath in water. He remains unclean until evening. If the man with the discharge speaks, on someone who is clean, that person has to wash his clothes and bath in water. He remains unclean until evening. Every saddle on which the man with the discharge rides is unclean. Whoever touches anything that has been under him becomes unclean until evening. Anyone who carries such an object must wash his clothes and bath in what with water. He remains unclean until evening. If the one with the discharge touches someone without first rinsing his hands with water, the one touched must wash his clothes and bath with water. 
he remains unclean until evening. If a pottery container is touched by someone with a discharge, you must break it. A wooden article is to be rinsed in water. When a person with a discharge is cleansed from it, he is to count off seven days for his cleansing, wash his clothes and bath in running water. When he is clean, then he is clean. On the eighth day, he is to take two doves or two pigeons and come before God at the entrance of the tent of the meeting and give them to the priest. The priest then offers one as an absolution offering and one as a whole bond offering and makes atonement for him in the presence of God because of his discharge. When a man has an emission of semen, he must bath his entire body in water. He remains unclean until evening. Every piece of clothing and everything made of leather which gets semen on it must be washed with water. He remains unclean until evening. When a man sleeps with a woman and has an emission of semen, both are to wash in water. They remain unclean until evening. When a woman has a discharge of blood, the impurity of her menstrual period lasts seven days. Anyone who touches her is unclean until evening. Everything on which she lies or sits during her period is unclean. Anyone who touches her bird or anything on which she sits must wash his clothes and bath in water. He remains unclean until evening. If a man sleeps with her and her menstrual blood gets on him he's unclean for seven days and every bird on which he lies becomes unclean if a man has a discharge of blood for many days but not at the time of her period if a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, but not at the time of her monthly period, or has a discharge that continues beyond the time of her period. She's unclean the same as during the time of her period. Every bed on which she lies during the time of the discharge and everything on which she sits becomes unclean the same as in her monthly period. Anyone who touches these things becomes unclean and must wash his clothes and bath in water. He remains unclean until evening. When she's cleansed from her discharge, she is to count of seven days then she is clean on the eighth day she is to take two doves or two pigeons and bring them to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting the priest will offer one for an absolution offering and the other for a whole bunt offering the priest will make atonement for her in the presence of god because of the discharge that made, made her unclean is it not amazing that every time we read it was the priest that they were sent to they were not sent to the doctor Verse 31, you are responsible for keeping the people of Israel separate from that which makes them ritually unclean, lest they die in their unclean condition by defiling my dwelling, which is among them. This is God talking to Moses, and Moses was standing as the priest. And you today who have become the priest of God, God is saying that we are responsible for keeping people all around the world from doing the wrong things. And how, how did Moses achieve this? He taught them. No wonder the Bible says, go you into all the world, preach the gospel. He said, make disciples of nations. He said, the things that I have taught you also teach unto them. These are the procedures to follow for a man with a discharge or an emission of semen that makes him unclean. And for a woman in her menstrual period and any man or woman with a discharge and also for a man who sleeps with a woman who is unclean. And, you know, beyond the office of the priest, I'm just thinking, okay, so this is a whole chapter and um, um, some of us can't even have these conversations amongst ourselves. 
like having a conversation of a man having semen discharge or a woman in her monthly period. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because God is having this conversation with his people. God is talking about what happens to a man and what happens to a woman to the point where he talks about even what happens if they sleep with each other. What am I trying to say here? See, God is interested in every area of our lives. And, you know, I've been a leader for many years. And there's, there's one thing I've noticed about a lot of Christians, including Christian leaders. They will involve God when it comes to their finances. They will involve God when it comes to their family. Oh, when it comes to their health. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. They will involve God. But when it comes to relationship. When it comes to relationship, many do not involve God. They don't even pray about it. And many are not open to counsel about it. You cannot talk to them. A member comes to meet a leader and tells them that, oh, um, 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 God has told me that this is my husband. God has told me that this is my wife. They are not coming for counsel. They are coming to give you the information. It is for your information. So just start planning for my wedding. When this same member needed a job, they came to seed to the member, to the leader to pray for them. When there was trouble in the family, we called the prayer chain. We're praying. Mommy was in the hospital. We did prayer chain till mommy was discharged. Oh, there was trouble in the workplace. We gathered the leaders. We spoke in tongues. We prophesied until we got a miracle. Now, it's, it's a matter of relationship. Nobody can talk to you. Nobody can advise you. They correct you, you are offended. Some will go as far as stop coming for cell meeting. That sister Maka's own is too much. Her own is too much. Is she the only leader? The whole chapter that we just read was dedicated to your emotional and sexual life. God is interested in every single detail. Who you love, who you have feelings for. He's interested. You will see it. We've been reading the different laws. You will see, he, there's a place we'll get to. He will even talk about how a lady is giving out in marriage. Many, many women, we give ourselves to men, yet we have not been giving to them. Do you know that you do not have a right as a woman to give yourself to another man? It is not your right. You say, it's not my life. No, it is not your life. You don't, you don't understand the scriptures. Even before we came to Christ, a woman does not own herself. She's owned by her father until she's given out to a man. It's in the Bible. We are going to get there. Because a lot of times when I interact with many Christians, I just discover that the problem is many of us do not know the Bible. We don't know the scriptures. Every single thing about life is in the Bible, brothers and sisters. It is there. And I'm excited that we're doing this together for the next one year so that you will see that our own is not too much. I have had leaders in my journey as a leader. I have had other leaders fight me for taking my stand for something that was scriptural. Because I'm not that leader who will let you behave anyhow under me. I've been fought for it. Some of my people are here. They know some of the battles we've gone through. 
oh, I, see, I have been persecuted for certain things. I have lost positions for certain things, but I don't care. Some have called me proud. Some have called me, they've called me many names. You know, um, the Bible says that whom he loves, the father corrects. And one of the things I've realized about many leaders is there's no boldness to correct. And sometimes you might even get offended as to the way you are corrected. You say, eh, I understand that you're trying to correct me, but you didn't have to talk to me like that. Brother and sister, please forget the way you were corrected. Take the correction. Don't worry, the leader will be corrected by the spirit of God. Because sometimes even the way you were corrected was out of love. Do you know that there's how you will love somebody so much that when somebody acts in a particular way, you, the passion with which you correct the person can be misinterpreted. It is the passion with which the person loves you. Interpret it like that. Blessed are you if you have someone that can talk to you. Brothers and sisters, I've been a leader for many years and I've seen people destroyed today. Today. We look back at them and then we just shake our head. Oh, but this girl used to be on fire for God. But this guy used to burn for God. Today, they are not even proud to come out to mix with the people of God. They've missed it. We could not talk to them. They could not be spoken to. As tough as many people think I am, oh, if only you know that as little as I want to see, I live on the mainland in Lagos. I want to go to my cousin's place over the weekend, or I want to go and visit my cousin. I do not owe anybody any explanation. I'm moving within Lagos. Do you know I will not move without talking to somebody? That is how answerable and how accountable I am. I have such kind of mentors. I get a job offer. I will not even give a feedback. I will run it by my mentors. I'll say, sir, see, I got this offer. I got this project. This company wants me to do something about it. Don't I have the Holy Spirit? Yes, I do. But the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. I always want to be in safety. I always want to be safe. If you are here, you don't have somebody that you answer to, somebody that can talk to you, somebody that when you, you, you know, you say, eh, eh, when I get into that, this thing, I, I, I'm upset, nobody can talk to me. Ah, cast out the devil, he's a devil. Cast it out. Somebody must be able to talk to you. Even when you are right and somebody, and they say, no, on this matter, you are wrong. Accept it. Somebody should be able to talk to you. Who are you if you cannot be talked talk to? Who are you if you, are, if you cannot be corrected? It's not a cause. Because life will play out. The Bible says there's a way that seems right before a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Many young people in our day, when you go on social media, you will see it. How youths can freely insult elders. Forget oh, that the person is your president and the person is misbehaving. But check your age. You are 20-something, the president is 70-something. Don't you have regard? Don't you have regard of age? On a normal day, can you talk to that person? Because he occupied an office that leads the nation. And then you see something on social media, you haven't even confirmed. You don't know if it is false news. Then you begin to insult the president on social media. Who raised you? If we put the Christianity away, don't we have morals? Who raised you? 
that you open your mouth as a 25-year-old and you are insulting a 74-year-old man? Who raised you? In Christianity, it's not freedom that we have grace doesn't mean freedom to misbehave. The word of God is the word of God. You take it or you leave it. And this gospel, I will preach it till Jesus comes. I'm very passionate about leadership and I don't care what people think about me. But if God brought you my way, I will teach you what is in the Bible. You take it fine. If you don't take it, it's okay. Anybody can hate me if they choose to. But I'm good with God. And I will always be good with the people that matter to where I'm going to. That's one thing you must know. Everybody must not like you. But the people that matter to where God is taking you to, they will like you. Just know that's grace. When a man has grace, a man has grace. I have testimonies to share. But these meetings are devotion times. And as the spirit of God is instructing us, inspiring us and correcting us, make the adjustments very quick. Remember, this is the year of preparation. And when you are preparing, you, you throw away things that are unnecessary. When you want to move to a new house, when you are preparing to relocate, for instance, from Nigeria to America, do you carry everything in your house? No, you will give out certain things. Then some, you will throw them away because suddenly you realize that I don't need it for this next, next phase. God is preparing us for the next phase. Anything that is not needed for that phase, drop it now. Drop it now. There's a lot that's in my heart, but time is fast spent. Maybe I'll find time tomorrow if we finish in time, if we finish our Bible reading plan in time, I'll find time tomorrow to talk about a few things. But this journey that we are on, don't give up on it. God is working on you. And when you are out at the other side, you'll be a masterpiece. Because the word of God will mold you. It's like fire. It will burn out everything that should not be in you. And when you are out, are you aware that gold passes through fire? If you see the raw gold, you will not be attracted to it. But when you see gold on the other side and it comes out, you want it. It has passed through fire. The word of God can be fire sometimes. It burns. It may not be convenient. It may not sit well with your feelings and your emotions, but enjoy it. Pass through the correction, pass through the fire and come out on the other side. And then everybody in the world wants you. Thank you, Father, for your word. We receive it with meekness of heart, with humility of spirit. We are corrected, we are instructed in righteousness. And the word of God is producing in us of all that he talks about in Jesus' name. Amen. Over to you, Brother Martins, for the Pauline affirmation. Praise the Lord. Thank you so, so much, esteemed Amara, for that great and wonderful message. Wow, that was powerful. Okay, today, um, our affirmation. <clears throat> I will start our formation with our names. My name is, you say your name, you take the first paragraph, the second paragraph, I, you say your name, I'm granted. The third paragraph, my love, you say your name first, my love abounds continuously like that. I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute as we take the formation at the count of three. One, two, 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to, we're going to be taking the communion right now. Please, um, at this point, um, get your communion materials ready and, um, get your materials your communion materials ready i'm reading from first corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23 for i received of the lord that which also i delivered unto you that the lord jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he break it and said take it this is my body which is broken for you just do in remembrance of me father thank you god today's rhapsody reminds us of what gift you brought to us, the gift of eternal life. And even as we break this bread, we are reminded that you paid it all for us, that the debts, the sins, the wages for the sins, the troubles of life, everything was sorted in the breaking of your body. We were broken for our sake. So we'll never be broke again, spirit, soul, and body. And so it is. So it is. So it is. So it is. Hallelujah. Amen. Please break the bread and have it. If you don't have the material now, ensure that you find time much later in the day to break bread. You can use a biscuit, anything that you can break. Just break it and use it. 
after the same manner, he also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years off as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just should the Lord's death till he comes. Thank you, Lord, for your blood. The blood, the blood, the blood. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood. The blood that speaketh better things. The blood that speaketh from heaven. The blood that the message it. The blood at the throne of grace. Oh, he's, it's wicked better things for us today. Grace, 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 grace. Everywhere we go, it shouts grace, grace, grace. It shouts grace. This one is of grace. This one is of grace. Therefore, accept her. Therefore, accept him. Therefore, favor her. Therefore, favor him. Therefore, give unto her gifts. Give unto him gifts. Therefore, ensure that everything that makes her joyful is that which you do. Yes, the world is compelled to respond to us in ways that bring joy. Yes, 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 yes. Grace, grace, grace. Favor encompasses us as like a shield, like a clothing, we wear favor. We wear favor, we carry favor everywhere we go. So when we show up, men have no right but to favor us. Favor, 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 favor on every side, favor on every side, favor in every place, favor in everything, favor in every situation, favor. It is always favorable. It is always favorable, says the Spirit of God. It will always favor you. It will always favor you. The contract will favor you. The decisions will favor you. They kicked you out of the panel, but it will favor you. No matter what they do, it will only work for one thing, your favor. So it is, so it is. Do not be discouraged. Do not be moved. Do not be moved that they have ganged up against you. It is for your favor. The end product shall be favor. The end product shall be favor. It doesn't matter how the process may be going now. Focus on the end. It is favor and it is for your favor. Thank you, sweet spirit of God. We give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for showing up on a daily basis. I want to ask every one of us to invite at least one new person tomorrow. One new person tomorrow. Make it a date and um, bring someone who hasn't been here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If they don't want to be added to the group, just send them the link to join at 6 a.m. And tell them that it's the same link so they can use it every day. They just need to set their alarm. Not everybody might want to be on group. We're also creating a Facebook group to accommodate more people from different parts of the world who might not be exposed to their phone numbers to add them to group or they might not be our contact. But we can reshare and reshare and then bring in our network of relationships into the stuff. More people need to be part of this not because of the numbers, but because we know that the, the teaching of the truth will help a lot of people, especially in these last days where there's so much in the world and people are missing it. Praise God. So tomorrow is a date, right? God bless you. Let's unmute as we share the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Thank you.
Thank you.